Hello, my name is Aunus Ea, and this is Naya Marie Sulje and Rasmus Bergmeiler. And uh, we're here today to play a couple of songs for you. And this first one is called Salmon. Welcome to Gimla Talks. I am Cameron Hoadley, and I'm sitting here with Anis Ie, uh, lead singer. And then I got Naya Meri right here and Rasmus. 
And I just want to start off this conversation with just saying thank you for coming. I'm very appreciated and I'm very nervous. I've lis been listening to your material for quite a bit. And uh, I would just want to start the conversation with uh, how you guys ended up meeting and f then coming to the project. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, having us. It was really nice being invited. Uh, I guess we go quite a long way back. Uh, I met Rasmus uh, in Tulluse when we went to continuation school in, that's like 10th grade. And then I had been writing songs for like most of my life. But uh, yeah, I had had kind of a, a, a writer's block through ninth grade and was really like, can I even do music? But then I met a lot of cool people and among them Rasmus at continuation school and really rediscovered the joy in music. And then we, everyone went to their hometown towns when we finished the school and Rasmus went to Roskilde and I come from uh, Kalundborg. But you two met there, I guess, or maybe yeah, before exactly. that. I don't know. Yeah, I we met in Roskilde. At, at Amtel, which is just up the hill. We went to a very nice, um, we had a very nice class, and that's where we met. We were at the, I don't know, music kind of path on the gymnasium. That's not called a gymnasium. It's called a high school. <laughs> <laughs> I see, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you guys ended up meeting, and you both did some writing, maybe personally just on the side, just to do some more experimenting. So when did... Uh, since it's named after you, when did the project kind of take form and you all started to just write together? When did that start? Um, for me, Anastasia is still qu quite new. I guess it's a, it was kind of a decision to take on an alter ego or, you know, become more. I'd always just performed and, and been writing as Aunus uh, with... with uh, M me and Aunus being completely the same person. So I guess Aunus' ear was a way to create some distance and also being able to try new things and go different ways uh, with the project. And when I did that, it's kind of based off of my songwriting. And when I did that, I asked Rasmus and Naya if they would like to participate in the project. And luckily they did. I also like from an outside perspective, maybe I, th I think there um, a change happened um, at the in the autumn of 2019. Um, we went to it's called Højskole in Denmark. Mm -hmm. Directly translates to high school, but it's not at all the same thing. Yeah, um, it's where you have uh, a set of months where you go live at a school. And we went to Europe High School, and and we went to the electronic music. Um, yeah, I don't know what it's called. That thing where you learn about electronic music. And since then, Anis uh, got Ableton Live, and um, she fired her whole band. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she didn't need them anymore. The computer could play it, the whole thing, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. No, I hear and you. And then that's a change in the sound because now the computer can do a lot of things and we can like try to control it together and make it sound just the right way. Yeah. I, yeah. 
definitely a big change, I guess, because I also realized I had been trying to collaborate also with other producers, you know, guys who knew the business and and wanted to like, okay, you're a young talent and and I just I I never really felt comfortable in those uh, settings I, because I didn't really know the language about production and I also realized what it's a it's a huge part of music like creating the sound and knowing what you want and knowing what you ask for so taking electronic music was for me also a way to kind of become my own producer not being dependent on others to create the sound that I wanted and of course you can always collaborate but I just think it's 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 really been uh, empowering to be able to do it yourself no I definitely follow that and so far with the material that you guys have it's only been the live recordings and where I find it where I'm very curious um is how you guys end up finding your sound because the instruments that you guys play is you have the cello as well as the guitar and you do piano as well as many different instruments the banjo and you do the piano and drums so uh I would just have to say when it comes to like the experimenting do you feel like you have maybe the genre figured out or are you still in the experimenting stage at the moment it's a good question. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if. Um, I think you should start, maybe. Yeah, I think today uh, it's it's become very allowed to mix genres and to uh, to experiment, and I really I really like that. I think it's so hard to like settle on one thing and one sound. Um, I guess also because I'm always like onto the next song, and it's always on the premises of the song, really trying to create the best possible environment for that to grow and to 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 uh, you know live up to its full potential mm -hmm. um, and in that way I try not to like settle on on something too small or too to be too certain but always to ask questions and, and be open to new sounds and that's where uh, synthesizers and Ableton is they they can make you you can make any sound in that really, but uh, but I like the the balancing between the electronic world and also the acoustic world that cello brings into the um, the music. I really like the clashes that it makes and and like trying to balance those things. As an outsider, I'm impressed. Uh, having a classical influence is, it's incredible. And you do, you're such a nice ad when it comes to it as well, because you kind of cover a bit of the solo and have a lot of emotion coming through it as well. Mm. I just have to say. Thank you. I also think a lot of um, the, the sounds that come through on the live uh, recordings is also uh, brought up by all of the um, limitations that, it brings to be only three people and to try to insist upon playing everything. Mm -hmm. So like to trigger different sounds, I hope that people will maybe notice that after I've said it, or not that it's, it's important, but it's just, I think you could see it when you watch us or listen to it, that it's like we try to form the sounds uh, live. And that's uh, where we as a band get limitations because we only have so many hands and mm. we have to try to figure out how to make Arnis's productions um, feel alive when we play live and 
that uh, creates a way we need to go, right? Yeah. And so as far as I know, you guys have done about four concerts, very different from one another too. So what has, let's just, you know, go from the first one up to now. How has that evolution felt? You know, you've done some private shows and then you did INSP in front of a large audience. How is that? What is that experience like with each one? No, that is okay. It is okay. <laughs> is it okay that I go? Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> 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 has a suck of practice. So. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, and uh, just elaborating further on your guys' first experience when it came to playing your first show and then going up to INSP and what that experience has been like. You know, playing in front of a large audience can kind of be a little exhilarating, but uh, has it lessened the more you've done it or has it just kind of been the same? I felt um, that knowing Agnes and Rasmus uh, like through many years and, and also playing in different projects before um, made it feel a lot easier and a lot safer in many ways. Um, so yeah, I didn't feel like very nervous or anything. Um, I felt like that did a, a, a big difference. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And also, we uh, we lived together in a house in Copenhagen with uh, some other people, and uh, I think the first time we showed what we had been practicing was to our roommates, and uh, you weren't allowed to be that many people at that point, so it was a very very small audience. We had made like a little living room concert, and. Almost everyone there were there to play and to listen. <laughs> so everyone yeah. was just changing from the stage to uh, to the sofa. But it was it was very comfortable. Also playing in that setting, trying it out, and mm. yeah, doing something. And it was very casual compared to Bellstone, for instance, where to me that was. It felt very formal. Yeah, it felt yeah. very formal and it was a huge experience, but it was also very nice to be allowed to make it formal. I, I like I sewed my own dress for the occasion and wow. and really tried to dress up and perform and and you know become this Aunus Ea more more than me person. And that was really nice too to be able to do that. I hear you. Mm. I one thing I do wanna uh, highlight is that you guys harmonize so well together. It's very impressive. Have you done choir in the past when it came to like in high school? Or did you start to, you know, come in sync when you created this project together? I've done it a bit, but I think you have probably rehearsed choir more. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I was in a choir from when I started in elementary school to uh, the until the 10th grade. And then 10th grade, I was also... In a choir, I think I've been in in a lot of choirs in my uh, local music school, and yeah, it was nice to sing together. Uh, yeah, and really just like experience the joy of singing. I also had a lot of uh, uh, song teaching, like solo, but I I think it it's a really nice thing to do to sing in a choir, and we also traveled 
uh, together and had some very nice experiences. Yeah. No, I hear you. And just uh, your main instrument is definitely the cello. And then you said that you have yeah. self-taught yourself guitar. Yeah. What was, uh, I don't know, the inspiration for that? Was it just you had maybe musicians where it's just like maybe I want to learn some songs and then maybe I started to create it myself? Uh, to play guitar or cello? Uh, maybe a bit of both, you know? Yeah. Um, I always wanted to play uh, uh, like string instrument. And I actually wanted to play violin, but my parents uh, persuaded me to <laughs> do that, do that <laughs> and play cello instead. Um, and I'm quite grateful for that. Um, I mean, there has been a, a lot of amazing cellists. Um, I think my, my biggest inspiration is Jacqueline Dupré. She's just amazing. And seeing pictures of her as a child, I just wanted to, to be her. And then I just moved away from classical music like through the years but yeah i think that's like the main inspiration <laughs> i gotcha i see uh if i can ask this when it came to forming this project did you have bands in mind or genres that you're like if we can kind of go in this direction or did you just form it yourself a little bit or like groups that you've kind of kept in the back um i guess i really have we didn't talk that much about references actually but uh, but of course they're there and we also live together so you kind of know yeah, we <laughs> listen to a lot of music together yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so in that way we're in sync <laughs> but uh, yeah I I guess I'm inspired by a lot of a lot of different people and also from very different genres but uh I guess my main inspiration is uh, people like Feist and Mitski and Björk and Kate Bush and Yanival. A lot of a lot of strong women who experiment a lot and and feel very true to themselves when they express themselves. I did notice that you guys are fans of uh, Boy Genius and Esperanza Spalding. <laughs> Didn't notice that. And Fiona Apple as well. Yeah. Yes. No, that's the theme. <laughs> and I have to say that I appreciate them as well. But no, nah, I and that's what I kind of find inspiring is uh, just to talk about my experience with music. Uh, there's, you know, it's like the onslaught of like male artists. And uh, I remember sitting down with my friends and we share and collab with music all the time, trying to like find new material that we think we would enjoy. And we realized that a lot of it was male and we didn't have a lot of female artists. So we decided to create a collab playlist in particular just for female artists. And just kind of the revelation of uh, how different of a sound and ways it can go has been really eye-opening. And those are some of the artists that we came across that if it wasn't for that push, we wouldn't have been able to find them before. Mm. So no, thanks for adding more to that material because I sent them uh, your material as well absolutely love it too i have to say so, thank you yeah absolutely that's no problem but no i i guess when it comes to this uh what would you say uh you would want the future of this project to kind of look like do you have any dreams or anything like that or is it just kind of going with the flow and wanting to keep it like in the danish roots and just uh see how it goes um Right now, um, 
I'm generating a lot of uh, new material and and hoping to share some of it uh, maybe in the fall. Yeah. So that's uh, but it's not very um, concrete yet. It's just a lot of ideas and sketches and things. But yeah, right now I think staying in the Danish roots. But I I have also like when I was younger I wrote a lot of English lyrics and then I've had a long period of, of writing in Danish and now I kind of kind of miss it. So <laughs> it's it's like a, it's a pendulum mm -hmm. going from back and forth between them and maybe they're not as um maybe it doesn't have to be as as black and white as I I kind of I've always put it like are you a Danish artist or are you trying to be an international artist or something? But also in the Danish language, just in our language from every day, there's so much English there that it's funny that you cannot mix it within songs. Yeah, I and one thing is I've been able to look into the lyrics a little bit and very poetic, <laughs> like incredibly poetic. Uh, can I ask if it's more, do you have like a location that you go to when you come to your writing or like an internal, you kind of feel it out? Um, how do you start uh, when it comes to writing? Because sometimes that I see uh, just on Blackberry alone, uh, the song that you have in your room, uh, it's based off of like a specific night or something like that, or maybe nights. And it's the feeling that you have with someone else. Is that a theme that has taken shape over other material or is it you're just experimenting still um i guess i've always been a collector of words and situations and feelings uh bringing a notebook everywhere to be able to write it down so i i always have a lot of of notes um and then some of those translate into songs. And sometimes it's from my own experiences and sometimes it's from watching movies and reading books and, you know, inspiration can come from so many places, talking with friends and, and listening to their stories, their heartbreaks and, uh, yeah, trying to find a language for that and, and, and music for that. Yeah. So when it came to the first song uh, that you guys played, it's about, you know, remembering what summer's like and being with large groups of people. Uh, what about the next song that's going to be coming on? Uh, what would that one be? Uh, what's the origin of that one? Um, the origin of that one is... Uh, um it's called Summit Bill, uh, which is which which translates to as a picture, and for me, it's about how in in many of relationships, especially these days, we experience them through uh, pictures that people share of themselves, mm -hmm. and you know the feeling of I know this person so well, but still I've I've, be I've become so distanced from them I've, it's it's so far away and we only show the, the pretty part of ourselves so 
the song is about, you know, seeing a picture of someone who's moved into their new apartment, starting a new life, sitting at in the windowsill and looking out at the world and realizing, I don't know where my friend has moved to. Like, it could be it anywhere, and the, it could be any window where they're sitting and looking out and, and catching yourself, looking up at windows and thinking, could it be <laughs> it's one of these places? And could it be that you were sitting there and would you notice me? Would you, do you look for me in the street when you sit there? And what goes through your mind? And then it's kind of like projecting your own feelings onto this friend because you don't really know what they're feeling. So you just try to... Yeah, translate that or try to connect yourself with that. No, I love that, I have to say. Because I always, especially when it came to the lyrics that you write, it's internal and uh, it's kind of like feeling, it's like you're responding to what's happening ex externally and then you're, um, you know, trying to articulate it to yourself and put it into words, right? And um, especially like creating a scene. And um, I, I don't know, it's, it can be difficult, especially as someone that's external to, you know, I've had nights with Blackberry, the song, and, uh, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, if everyone's having a good time and then it's receptive to you and if you're having a good time. And I think, especially if you're able to maybe not reflect on it in a real sense. Maybe if you're on social media and you have that thought and then you just want to write out or you can kind of just create it completely out of nowhere where it's like it's either being a dream or sometimes reality. Do you kind of blend the two a little bit when it comes to writing? Yeah, I guess I don't recall seeing a picture of someone in their new <laughs> apartment. I don't know where that came from, but just, you know, being exposed to a lot of social media and um, and kind of imagining it too, maybe. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, reality and uh, and dreams or uh, visions become blurred. Also, because when when I collect all this stuff in a notebook, then I mix and match. You know, this situation that that fits with these words from a totally other situation that maybe was a real conversation and this was a dream and <laughs> and yeah. then it all it, it, it kind of it becomes its own story i hear you and do you also write on the side at all or is it no no it's only on this song yeah and but you write songs too yeah yeah i do but not in this project it's honest it's the the songwriter i see uh yeah. If it comes to like your solo work, uh, when you're doing the cello, like playing cello, is it they're playing in the background and then you kind of feel it out? Because uh, when it's some of the songs, you do kind of do some solo and then help build and elevate the feeling. Uh, do you, when it, when it comes to the writing process, do you uh, record and then write it down just so you make sure that you can kind of hit the same pitches? Or do you uh, do it the opposite where you write it out and then kind of hit it? I don't really uh, use uh, notation when I write uh, cello anymore. Um, I've I've moved into uh, playing a lot of folk music, and, and really? you have to um, like the tradition in folk music is is playing by ear uh, always. So yeah, that's oh. how I I write with cello. Mm. 
That's really cool. Awesome. So, uh, can you remind me of the name of the next song that's going to be playing? Summit Billel. Perfect. All right. I'm excited to hear it, guys. This song is called Summit Billel. Funzela isin vinduska Akikane pogede Funkikane pogede Nesten hele Potentiale ligesom dig Latter dag Går ud og ind af dit synsfelt Natter dag Går ud og ind af dig Jeg så du lagde et billede op Du sad i vindueskarmen Og kiggede ned på folk Der gik på gaden ligesom mig Kig du ud Kigger du indad, kigger du efter mig? Jeg ser dig som et billede, ser dig som et billede for mig nu. Jeg ser dig som et billede, ser dig som et billede for mig nu. to sit with you thank you yeah you too i have to say uh and this is me figuring that out just talking with you that you have a persona that you want to create um but let me see how can i word this correctly so you were wanting to get far away from not far away but you wanted to have some more experimenting with not applying it to yourself as much and then you wanted to create this persona so uh, with this new, what would you say is the stark differences between the two? Mm, I guess I wanted to create a persona, persona like mm, an ultra me or try to emphasize some parts of me because, you know, sometimes you can feel like you, you, like you, you are a lot of people at once. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be confusing as an artist some tr- sometimes trying to 
figure out how to balance those people out. Like I said before, like I've been writing on many different instruments and, and writing many different genres of songs. And it's hard to to try to connect all those dots in into one person. I've, and I've tried to do that for a long time, really tried to... Uh, tried to contain everything in one person and and that just became hard so I guess also deciding to create an, an extra name for myself like putting putting the ear behind my own name was a decision to okay this is this is one part of me this is not not that it's not uh, all the different parts still talking but it's it's more uh an active choice of also trying to say this is the electronic uh, part where I try to produce and write the songs myself and um, and put them in this context and then see what happens because when you try to do everything at once you end up doing nothing really. Yeah, it <laughs> so can get So trying to be more specific about my intentions and, and putting in them into this one person and still I like I I googled a lot of names trying to figure out what to to call this person and uh you know if you uh, google it there are a lot of uh, meanings of the names what are the what are the history and what are the uh different what do they symbolize and ia meant both uh she and he in different languages and it meant uh fire but it also meant uh, this water god in uh, ancient uh, roman uh, or greek mythology so i guess this duality between water and fire and femininity and masculinity it really like intrigued me trying to mm, yeah balance these things or tr trying to find the balance i think that's what ams ia is I see. That can be chaotic a little bit, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like. And where would you say, uh, especially in the writing process, when did you start writing, just personally? I, I think my first memory of, of writing a song or improvising a song was um, when we had to go to my grandparents when I was small. There was a long drive up there it felt like a long drive when I was little and and I didn't really know what to do with my time and so I just started singing about what we were passing by like there's a tree and <laughs> there's a car um, and I did that for the whole trip and it's one and a half hours I just singing about the world and I guess that's a, that's how it started. I also have some videos of me as a child, like singing to my smaller siblings to try to calm them down. Just be calm. <laughs> <laughs> just singing what <laughs> what came to mind. Um, but it it's just kind of been uh, a thing that has uh, has followed me as I grew up. And sometimes I kind of grew apart from it. But it always came back, I guess, as a way of understanding the world really or trying to uh, put meaning into the world that it's just it's not just another one and a half hours spent but those one and a half hours they meant something they became a story 
and I think that really gives the world some kind of meaning <laughs> to me to turn it into uh, moments that that can be shared afterwards. Wow. No, <laughs> I love that. I have <laughs> to say, yeah. Um, it's one way to interpret it because I know there's many moments in life and sometimes they can be some taken for granted or uh, be amplified just because it was something so subtle. You know, uh, one thing that I enjoy doing myself is trying to enjoy the little things in life. So even if it was just like a simple car ride, like the people that you're with in that car and, you know, if there was just a subtle tree and then you just can remember that tree every single time, uh, I think that's very interesting and that that's what you apply to your writing. Uh, what was the process like? What was the first instrument that you actually picked up when you applied it to like your lyrics that you were writing? I think that was uh, piano, actually, yeah. So it's become full circle. <laughs> I've returned. Uh, yeah, and then my father played a lot of guitar. I remember him just uh, putting, taking me from the floor and putting me on a table when we went to family parties and then just starting to play and then I could, <laughs> could sing some Kim Larsen song or, yeah, anything. <laughs> Nice. And piano, when did that start? When you were in your single digits or in when you were probably like a teenager or in? Yeah, my, my parents put me in music school when I was uh, two years old. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, uh, they knew what you were going to become, <laughs> yeah. right? No, but uh, they, they had this uh, class called Rhythm where children would just like be given stuff to bang together <laughs> yeah. and the parents were there as well and s since then I just I I was I stayed very much at that music school and I I took classes in piano and then I changed to guitar and then it was more like singing and so it's it kind of changed along the way but it was very much that place that was the foundation of it no it's cool <laughs> and then you picked up the banjo and yeah, um, I had been talking about picking up the banjo. I kind of I l really liked the sound that it has, and and also it's very specifically connected to bluegrass and country genre, mm -hmm. and that's also interesting. Like trying to see what what will that sound mean if you put it in another context, trying to explore that, and then the uh, Rasmus. Uh, father actually gave me my banjo for a Christmas as a Christmas present. He had been uh, he had found it on uh, Den Blue Avis, like a Danish uh, place for used things, and and that started the whole banjo experience, like f three years ago maybe now. I got <laughs> quite a talent now with the banjo, and so you've been writing on your own. How many? I'm assuming, is it like a whole book that you have to yourself now? Or um, what would you say, especially when it comes to moments, <clears throat> what do you tend to like write about, uh, especially now? Like where you started, which was just kind of capturing moments, do you still do that or has it evolved over the years? Yeah, it's, it's constantly evolving, but I guess if I, if I kind of zoom out and look at it from a, bird's perspective there's some themes that kind of 
go through all the songs. And it's they're very much about being alone or being having a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So that that kind of dilemma, I guess, as a teenager, as a teenager, <laughs> I had a really long period, and I guess this is very usual. But I had a long period where I just I didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere or to anyone, and that was just really lonely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and so I think that's kind of and sometimes I love to be alone as well. That alone and lonely are not the same thing, and and you can be around a lot of people and at the same time feel extremely lonely. Um, but I guess that's just that's something I discover a, a lot in my songs. It can be in a lot of different relationships to friends and to uh, family and you know more love uh, relationships. But yeah, it's it's always like trying to belong, and and I guess I, music is that for me too. Like when you're at a concert. And you experience something together, also just with strangers, but you have the same experience. And I, th I just think music can do that, and it's very powerful. No, I love the community as well. And even when it came to like those feelings that you're having as a teenager, they resonate with so many. And I would say, especially now that you're able to write it into a song and play in front of an audience, you see a lot of people resonate with the words that you were saying. Do you think uh, that that helped solidify that you were necessarily alone the entire time, that this was a, a collective thought everyone had with each other, that they want this sense of connection and always feel like that they're missing it, <clears throat> missing the shot every single time? That music, especially bringing a crowd together, that they can all embrace that feeling and that they're not all alone. Because I find some addiction going to concerts and... Uh, you hear the guitar and everything just fall into place so well. And you can see that the people on stage, they're, they're in tune with each other. And that uh, has an effect on the audience. Uh, and especially watching you guys play, you're always looking at each other and uh, just, I would say, vibing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, has that, I would say, played a role, especially if you were feeling alone, that every time that you're on stage, that you feel that sense of community that you're always yearning for? Or is that still the search a little bit? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, that's a very strong sense of, of community. When we played at Bellstone, I really uh, felt the warmth of the audience. And uh, and I love that. I think that's something you could get addicted to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I guess, yeah, and, and not it was not only as a teenager uh, that I felt alone. I think it's very easy in our society to to feel disconnected or detached in some way like yeah in in of because of many things but i i just think there's been a lot of uh, pressure put on us to be individuals and and sometimes maybe that's not where we are at our best i see yeah and with this persona do you find it more easier for yourself to be more honest you know like has it applied to your writing with uh the honesty uh, uh, where you weren't able to say or feel certain ways that you had this projection of this 
thing, the project, and that you can uh, articulate it in a different way, like you're sitting and having a conversation with yourself, and uh, in that way you can <clears throat> dive deeper into it. Has that been playing a role a little bit, or is that it's more of the experimenting and wanting to just keep it at a distance? I think I'm sometimes able to uh, come closer to it because it's not entirely me. You know, it's so diff difficult to see yourself, really, mm -hmm. because we all want to see the best parts of us and, and try to, you know, maintain the image that we have created of who we are. So I think maybe looking at it as as another person makes it easier also to to bring out some of the mm, the more difficult things to talk about and and to make it uh, yeah i don't know less private but still personal mm -hmm. yeah uh at a certain point in my life uh i used to go by a different name and uh, that was what I was doing throughout my, my childhood, up to like 21 years. Uh, I was even going by my real name. And when it finally hit that point, I remember just seeing the people that knew me so well. And I'm like, I want to change. And, uh, but I knew if I started to change, people would notice. And then they would uh, let me know, being like, hey, that's not usually you. So I took that as an opportunity to move to a new place and change my name and uh, work on maybe the weaknesses that I've always viewed in myself and to try and reapply it and make them my strengths. And uh, I think that that is in some cases very in incredible and uh, freeing, right? That you can do uh, something like that for yourself. So do you, especially in this moment because you just created this first persona, like are you already thinking of like maybe something else that can kind of, uh, maybe the instruments that you're currently playing uh, with this project that you would maybe want to play elsewhere or uh, maybe go a different route of just if it's got the folk influence that you have right now with the banjo uh, that it could be more the electronic or anything on the lines of that. Have you thought about that at all or is this just I want to put as much energy into this as I can because I'm in love with what's going on right now? I really have an energy about uh, this project right now which is really nice. Like I, I want to put my time into it. Um, but it's so nice to do other things as well and with other people and be influenced uh, by them. I have a band called the Pablos, which is like we play gypsy, jazz, pop, <laughs> something. And the lyrics that I write for those things are, uh, they know they're English and it's very danceable music and just a whole other thing. And and I think that it's nice to have several projects so you don't just, you know, that I don't uh, become tired of myself because it's a lot of looking at yourself and <laughs> feeling and uh, being. And it's also nice to just play the music with other people and have a good time. So there's definitely, a, you need to find a balance there. For me, I, I have... A to find a balance there, but uh, I have a good good feeling about Aunus Ear right now, and maybe it'll become other names and other things. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to be able to 
change, you know, to have the possibility. I know you never know what's around the corner <laughs> a little bit. It makes it kind of exciting. How has it been? Because I know you told me this uh, a little earlier that you write in English and Danish. And do you want to keep the roots? Because I know, and I don't get to live with this, uh, speaking two languages, it's always English in my head. But uh, I would assume that internally it's still Danish and then you can kind of uh, express in English. Uh, how is it like, do you approach writing differently when you're writing in a different language or is it still very much the same? I think uh, I heard people saying this also about when they change, when they learn another language, they kind of become another person with mm -hmm. that language. Yeah. Like you have different uh, people inside you, like I said before, and, and they they also belong to each language. Like you can be the funny one when you talk <laughs> in, in English, but then when you're in Danish, you're suddenly a very serious person and you don't really know yourself or whatever. But uh, I think I think there are definitely some, some other things that, that I find myself uh, going into when I, I sing in English. I think it's a very lovely language to sing on sometimes Danish can be so frustrating and and flat and <laughs> and hard to make mm, yeah soft and, and uh, into music and I think English is very easy to to make something that sounds good but it's also kind of dangerous because then you can just say anything and it sounds quite nice <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it's easier for me to fall into cliches when I write in English, um, because I don't hear them as much. When when it's in Danish, it's so painfully obvious when you're you're doing something that sounds like it has been. It sounds like something else, or it's just it's just a cliche. But in English, you know, love rhymes with glove. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, uh, you have to be more attentive. I think when it's not your mother tongue. Uh, what you express so you just don't you know just fall into the same rhymes and get kind of uh, uh, I don't know what the English seduced by mm. by the language yeah uh, I, that's <laughs> good insight because I've never uh, written any, any other language and I hear that all the time that it's a people do have different personas and uh, uh, when they're speaking a different language. Do, uh, you, do you ever notice it when, when Danish people sing in English? Or do you feel like it sounds natural? Like, as an American, I'm very curious to know that. If you're like, ooh, it's, it kind of uh, disturbs you? Or is it just... No. It uh, doesn't bother. The ones that I've heard so far, they're very talented and can word it in a way. And I would agree. Because uh, I, I do get to live in the luxury of having most things in English. Um, but... So far, just hearing you sing and uh, be seen as well, because they have such a folk influence in their music, it plays very well. And I would maybe even disagree with you that I find the Danish language, it's so close to German and it just like some octaves just hit higher than others. I've always viewed uh, English to kind of be monotone. I'm a very monotone speaker sometimes, so uh, maybe that's where I get that uh, perspective. But... Yeah, I think, especially hearing it and not understanding language, it just makes me listen to the melodies and the very ambient stuff in the background. But uh, no, I think 
you singing in your language just brings it back to the roots and you kind of get to define how the language should sound when it comes to music. Like if you feel like that that is a weakness of it, then you're defying that and showing that it doesn't have to necessarily be that way. But uh, how is it with your experience? Have you, do you want to kind of take an international field where uh, if you're going to be playing in other areas that you would hope that you can sing in Danish or what would your hopes be when comes to that? Yeah, it's a... Uh I've been thinking about that lately because, you know, when you just write songs, you don't think about, like, who who could listen to this? How big is my audience? But when you sing in Danish, you really choose to narrow down <laughs> the possibility of your audience. Like you said, it's like one-fifth of Washington. Yeah, it's one-fourth the size. <laughs> one fourth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you limit yourself a great deal there. But... Uh, but right now, I just I think I have some songs in me that that need to be Danish. No, and that's what I find important. Uh, thankfully, in my country, and this is maybe just the crowd I tend to tend to associate with is uh, they don't just listen to stuff that's in English. I see, and what I with the revelation that I had is going to a different country, and they don't speak a word of English, but they're listening to English songs. Uh, I hope that that takes shape, especially around the world, where people can kind of embrace that they don't hear necessarily the lyrics, but they can hear the harmonies and a lot of the talent behind it, and that you may not have to make a switch at all, and that it can resonate with a much larger audience in that way. So I, that's really cool, I have to say. Uh, yeah, you are very talented with what you do, and you. I have to just say thank you again for coming, and very insightful. Uh, when it comes to the work. Uh, maybe the last question I want to ask is, what is one of the biggest challenges you've had as like a writer or as an artist that uh, you wouldn't have known or maybe you got advice later on that helped that could be helpful to people that are maybe struggling with writer's block or they're hitting a bump in the road that you could be like, this is what helped. I guess one of... Um my big challenges that I've found after writing a lot of songs and looking back on them is that like it's maybe my greatest strength but also my greatest weakness uh, that I am very it sounds stupid when you say that about yourself but I guess I'm a very empathetic person like I feel like I can uh, I can sometimes feel what the person in front of me needs me to be and fill out that space like trying to to fit other people's needs and that's a very good thing i think because you can feel you know you try to to feel how other people are and not just uh go your own way and and push through no matter the consequences uh but in my writing it has also been a theme that when I wrote, like, when I look back at my first 50 songs or something, then they all had a you in them that played a very big part. Like, almost there, there was an I present, but it was almost always, you know, the you who dictated the story. I was just, you know, writing as an observer and, and also living as an observer. 
And I think trying to actively choose to participate or actively shape the story that you're you're taking place in, not just you know when you feel alone, trying to engage with other people. Because I think when I felt disconnected, I I kind of just let go and let myself float instead of trying to grab onto people. And and I've been really. Uh, practicing that in my songwriting like trying to create a stronger sense of I am this person talking and I have an influence on the story even if this you is a bad person I can choose how I want to react to that I can choose to walk away from it or I can I can argue with that and and I can and I can participate in the story and not just observe it It reminds me of a friend of mine uh, and the band that they formed. They're close friends, and I'm just so happy that I got to know them. Uh, very close. Uh, they told me, especially in private, that the moment that they feel like that they're not making the music for themselves, it's not the band that they want. So whenever they choose to go a different genre, which is just like noise, like it's just the loudest thing, and like you sit and as a audience maybe and just like what am I listening to but they're having the time of their lives doing it and that they needed to make that disconnection that the motivation is for them to create something new and that is uniquely themselves and whoever chooses to be a fan or to listen to their stuff can understand that that is the origin of the project for them and I think especially for you to you know Be empathetic. I think it's good to be a little selfish and just to write for yourself and to find whatever avenue you need to. But I think a lot of people can uh, can agree that if you're always looking and trying to please others, that that's not going to always benefit you in the long run. So no, that's really nice. Yeah, and definitely, like you said before, try to look at your weaknesses and make them into strengths. Like using that to to portray people in a way that comes closer to the truth because you really look and you really listen and and that's something too that ha that has a value too you know no, i agree <laughs> so uh what would this next song be that you're going to be playing with uh, your project what is it called it's called nadebla vinda awesome all right i'm excited to hear it thank right. you yeah. so much no thank <laughs> you thank you for coming
Så siger jeg farvel 